0: a main, uh, main time that stands out is when I'm six and I was trafficked to Bohemian Grove to um, Richard Nixon's very close Watergate buddy um, Billy Graham the Reverend Billy Graham Nixon assaulted me in Australia when he was over there after the Watergate thing and then uh, he recommended me to really graham and, and you know as a victim that would be suitable for a bohemian grove their their pedophile luciferian get together every uh was it july their summer camp that is nothing but a luciferian pedophile organization they really do murder people there i saw one adult murder and um yeah and they dress me up as a teddy bear and sent me on a hunt the favorite thing pedophiles like to do is hunting children the bohemian grove is a hunting originally a hunting organization they love to hunt kids that's what they love to do and that's what the the royals like to do over in europe you've heard other testimonies from people and i my sixth birthday was you know i attended a big hunt where they actually shot children for sport they said you're responsible for these kids if you don't get them over those hills into safety we're shooting them and so that's, you know, that was part of training. Former President Richard Nixon raped me in the back of a USA CIA military plane at Australia's main military airport, the one where Air Force One lands if it visits Australia. After this, I was child sex trafficked from Sydney Airport to California, USA, in a cargo plane. I was gassed and stuffed in a wooden crate like an animal. During this trip, I was raped by media founder Ted Turner at a pedophile party held at Disneyland. And I was trafficked to the annual summer camp at Bohemian Grove, attended by notable politicians, businessmen and other VIPs. I was raped by Reverend Billy Graham in a pink bubble themed cabin at Bohemian Grove. Billy Graham told me that his good buddy Richard Nixon had recommended me to him. At Bohemian Grove, I was one of a group of children dressed as teddy bears and hunted for sport by men in the forest to the theme song, Teddy Bear's Picnic. I also witnessed the ritual murder of a woman by male guests dressed in black Luciferian robes.
1: Hello and welcome back. This is episode 13 and I'm going to call this one Waking Up to Wolves in Sheep's Clothing. I started this podcast with... Uh, Fiona Barnett and that is her actual testimony that she did through the government in Australia because she has named names for many, many years and that that one, the Graham family, is a really hard one for even me to swallow, hard for me to share and uh, yesterday I actually shared a little bit about her testimony and um, some other people as well. And I got this text message a few hours later from somebody I care about deeply and it said basically um, be careful who you talk about, you know, because you don't want God to strike you down for talking about his anointed. And, uh, and why do you do what you do? That was a few questions that were asked. And so why do I do this? Why do I take the time out of my busy life to come on here and tell you guys these things? And the reason is, is because I care and you know who I care about children. I care about children so much and I think it stems from my journey and my story. And I'm going to tell you guys about it today. Um, so when I was a little girl, my mom had a daycare about f- when I was about five. So kindergarten age, I had made a best friend from the daycare who was a boy. And uh, I guess I won't name names. Um, you know, it's not his fault. So anyways, I wanted to have a sleepover at his house and my dad was like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. My mom was like, oh, it's fine. And I begged, you know, I was one of those persistent kids that pretty much got what I wanted because I knew how to beg my way into it. And so it was a good night. It was fun. We went I went to the house and his mom was there, his little brother, his stepdad, and we just all were having a good time. I remember playing with the stepdad before he went out. He was going out, I think, to go bowling. So it gets late, we all go to bed, everybody's in bed in the house, the mom and the three of us are all in one room and the stepdad comes home and he's drunk and he comes in and he checks his son's pamper, like maybe to see if he had soiled it. I don't know what he was doing. But then he comes over to me who I had just moved on the bed. I was laying on a big teddy bear on the floor and I had just moved to this this bed because the little boy wasn't on it and he came in, he pulled down my pants and he proceeded to like my privates. And I didn't know what to do. I'm a little five-year-old. And so I'm like thinking, what's going on? And I just acted like I stayed asleep. I didn't know what to do. And so the next day, I don't think I said anything to anybody. And then a f- Monday, all the kids came back to the daycare. And one of them was outside and I was swinging on a tree we had in our front yard. And I said, Hey, go tell my mom that this happened to me. And so he goes and he told my mom and she, she was cleaning the table that we all sat and ate lunch at. And she calls me like yelling, you know, and I thought, Oh crap, I'm in trouble. And looking back, telling the story, actually, it's a little bit of healing because I didn't know how to process all of this stuff you know what I mean and it was like not a normal I'd never nothing like that had ever happened to me but yeah I nobody had ever talked to me about this stuff either so she calls me into the the kitchen she's wiping down the table and she says is this true and I said yes and I told her this story and then she said okay go play and then my dad came home from work and she said tell your dad what happened and unknowingly they were recording me on a tape recorder Because back then we didn't have, you know, digital stuff like this. It was tape recorders. So they left. Honestly, to this day, I have no idea who came over to watch us. But I'm assuming it was our neighbors because they had a bunch of kids and their oldest daughter would watch us occasionally. So I'm assuming it was her, but I have no idea. I have to ask my mom. Anyways, they went over to the house and they played this tape in front of the man who did that to me and his wife. Um, She cried. He denied I, I don't know how my dad didn't punch him out, but you know, I, I'm glad he didn't cause he didn't need to get arrested for it. So anyways, uh, long story short with that whole thing is my parents, the cops got involved. They called the police. Um, the cops were like, basically you can prosecute him, but it's going to be her word against his, and it's going to be probably hard on her. So my parent, I'll, my mom asked me, do you want to prosecute this person? I pictured myself on a big table with all these men around me with white George Washington wigs. As a five-year-old, that's what I pictured in my head, telling my story. And I said, no, I do not want to do that. And the cops told my mom, well, there's a record of him doing this to her. Um, so hopefully, if he's ever done it again, he's caught. I, I mean, you got to be sick in the head to do that kind of stuff to a kid. I just It's disgusting. But... Um, For some reason, as I processed that, you know, I was five and then my mom decided that I had to go to counseling because that's what you're supposed to do, I guess. And the counseling was even worse. Like she would have, it was just weird. And then they, it was like, it was like from that moment, my life changed because they, I remember being like playing with toys and my mom and this other person's watching me in a two way, you know, mirror and you know something they're watching you, but yet like you're just like, okay, well I guess I'll just play. So they're like just seeing how you're how you are after you've been molested. And then I went to this counselor and she had like two dolls like pretending to have sex with each other and it was just weird. Those are like what I remember about the aftermath of it. It's almost like it would have been better off if I could have just moved on with my life and not had all that counseling. Because the true side effect hit me when I was in eighth grade, when puberty started. That's when I need. That's when I needed the counseling because that's when my you know I think I shared the story in a podcast prior, but that's when my grandparents passed away and I had on collision. Suddenly, um, that's when fear started to take over my life. That's when um, that the being molested caught up with me and I was like felt dirty and gross. So those are that. That's when I actually needed the help. Um, and, and luckily I did get the help because I was reacting and I, again, I've I've told this in a previous podcast, but I was reacting with, um, obsessive compulsive disorder. I was washing my hands with dial soap and trying not to give anybody my germs because the aid pandemic had just happened. Uh, so yeah, it was just this compound thing. Well, let's fast forward. I am now 44 years old and I have a huge, 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 huge desire to, to wake up people about what's going on with the children because sex trafficking in America. And I might cry in this episode, you guys, but it's why we're having this pandemic right now here. Pause. So in 2020, when this pandemic started, um, I remember knowing something was going to happen, but not realizing it was going to be this. And thinking it was going to go away pretty like 30 to 60 days. You know what I mean? Like people weren't going to put on masks. Are you kidding me? Especially on their kids. And, uh, I started speaking up, you know, I never spoke up really that much on social media on anything. I just kind of stayed vanilla. I didn't want anybody to, you know, think bad about me, um, judge me, I wanted to please people. I was a people pleaser. I've been a people pleaser my entire life. So in 2020 happened and I decided, you know, we need to talk about what's going on in the government. And by this time, I've known about the Franklin cover up. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, it's where they were trafficking children in the White House in the Reagan Bush administration. And you can look that up. It's all this stuff is so easy to look up. And that's what happened as I started just looking stuff up. I had one question after another and it would lead me to one hole and they call it rabbit holes to another one, to another one. And next thing you know, you, you, you realize the government is a bunch of satanic ritual abusers and they get away with it because it's so far fetched that the people who come out and tell you they either mock them or kill them. And this has been going on for years and years and years and years. So it's got to the point where... These kids, they they have no, they feel hopeless. Some of these kids, they've never even seen the light of day. They live in tunnels. And for me, being abused one time, that changed the course of my life. I can't imagine being somebody who was molested by a number one preacher in the United States. People who adore this man and not be believed. I can't imagine being molested by the president of the United States and not being believed. I can't imagine being molested by the Pope and not being believed and it's like that's what drives me because these kids they need a voice and they need to be believed you know their testimonies they they do it over and over and over and you know why they never get sued by these people. Because you know what, if somebody called me what they're calling these people, I would sue the shit out of someone. I'd be like, you know what, that's wrong. You are not going to defame me like that. And I will not put up with it. And I would sue them. You know why these people don't get sued? Because it's true. And they don't want to bring their dirty laundry out to the public eye. Because once it goes to court, they have to expose it all. And you guys, everything's going to get exposed. I'm not worried about that. I am here to let people know you live in the Truman Show. And nothing you think is real is real as far as history goes. We do not spin on a globe, in my opinion. History, you've been lied to, starting with the giants all the way to the mudslides. Like, we have been lied to for so long, about so much. And people don't know what's true or false anymore. And it's almost like people don't even want to know the true or false. So for me, when I woke up to the whole Christian satanic agenda, it was heartbreaking. And it started on a walk. One day I was walking and I was listening to a, a band I loved it called need to breathe. And I live here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I'm walking on the trail. I'm listening to need to breathe. And it was a song called cages. And it was dark. And I'm like, this is weird for a quote-unquote Christian band. So I look at the album cover on Spotify. And it's it's the triangle, the Illuminati triangle. If you don't know all the Illuminati signs, there's many. And the symbolism will be their downfall because they are so proud of it. They take pictures of it. Like, it's it follows them. And that's the thing with the Grams is it, it's followed him. You show me a person's friends, you show me that person. Who was his friends? Richard Nixon, Obama, the Bushes, Clinton. Those were his friends. That's who he hung out with. And those people we all know are not good people. So what makes him the good one out of the bunch? And if he was the good one, why didn't they change? You know, and, and my biggest problem with the Graham thing is, I was saved at this church called Calvary. It's where I went and I gave my life back to the Lord. I said, the, you know, Lord, if you're real, basically show me. And he did. He revealed himself to me and he still does every single day. And I am a sinner and I know better than anybody else. But you know what? We all put our pants on the same way and nobody's better than anybody else. Am I doing this podcast for popularity? No, because it's done nothing but delete, get me deleted, censored and unfriended. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing this for popularity. I'm doing this because I want people to not be in shock when they find out what the hell's going on in this planet, because it will be revealed. It will. And I know it will, because the time is up for those who are corrupt. I feel it in my bones. And so this Calvary church every year, they would bring in Franklin Graham, who is Billy Graham's son. And he spoke a good sermon, y'all, just like Billy, a good one. I liked him a lot. And you know what else he did? Is he had us all be fill up these shoe boxes for little kids so he could go distribute them, supposedly, and share the gospel, right? Well that sounds nice. But then in two thousand eighteen, I'm starting to wake up to, you know, Fiona Barnett's story and Kathy O'Brien's story and like You know the corruption with cps and child that's child protection services how they how they use the foster care system to not one make money the longer those kids are in there a year or more the more money the government makes on these children so they have no incentive to bring them back to their parents because they make more money it's just sick and then not only that these children go missing in the system they're trafficked in the system it's insanity. So once you find out about all this stuff and if you have a love for children and if you have been abused and hopefully listened to, some kids are abused by their own step parents. They tell their parents and they don't listen to them. It's sick. Like these kids, if your child says something, they're probably not making it up. And it might be a hard pill to swallow because it's it's deep. It goes within the cops. The it's everywhere, you guys. It's everywhere, but it does not mean it cannot be fixed. It just takes one person that knows that says, no, I will not put up with that and I will not stay quiet. I will not. I will tell the world the truth and they can decide for themselves and discern for themselves and research for themselves. But if somebody has come out with witness testimony, it should be shared. In my opinion, it doesn't matter who you were or who your reputation was. You know, I look at Trump and he's God's anointed, you know, God picked him for this time and he's hated and talked about every single day. So we just have to really pray in these times. And I'm not over here judging these people because honestly, I hope Billy Graham is in heaven. I really do because he did do a lot of good things for the world. He did amazing things for the world, but also There's consequences for your actions and you shouldn't live a legacy if you didn't live it. You know, if you showed a facade to the world and then in behind closed doors did what Fiona Barnett said he did, then you should be exposed for that. We all should. We all should be exposed for for the things that we do that don't please God. Number one thing is worshiping false idols. And I believe the number two thing is hurting a child. I don't think anybody should hurt a child and get away with it. Like I really don't even understand how God doesn't strike everybody down the second they touch a child. Boom, done. I mean, it's a good thing we're not God, right? He's so loving and merciful and forgiving. But back to the Graham. So I'm at this Calvary Church and I'm filling up shoe boxes and I'm I'm pretty brainwashed still, you know. But I love Jesus and that's what we all do. That's why we give to these organizations that unfortunately use the money to traffic. Our children that are stolen off the streets. 800,000 children go missing every single year. And that was in 2020. I don't even know what it is in 2022. That was two years ago. It's insane. Where do these children go, you guys? How do they just go missing? It's not okay. So we're filling up these shoeboxes. 2018 comes. All this Pizzagate stuff starts happening. People are starting to wake up to a lot of things. A lot of uh, corporations that are involved and, and all of a sudden this voodoo donuts in Portland, Oregon gets brought up. And all the newspaper, right wing conspiracy theory about voodoo donuts, blah, blah, blah. And they're accused of trafficking children through this establishment. Well, at the same time, Mr. Franklin Graham is doing a crusade across that part of the country. So he decides to stop in at the Voodoo Donuts and take a picture and in his Twitter, which you can find again online. I mean, I'm not making this up I I wish I was, to be honest, but I'm not. You can look it up. Um, It's it can't be deleted, even though he did delete it after Fiona Barnett called him out. But he took a picture by these these pack of donuts. And I've never really looked into the donuts and the symbolism and all that stuff because I'm sure there's something. And he has his thumbs up and he's smiling and he's with a couple other people and he says, these are killer donuts. Then he takes a picture in front of the voodoo donut sign. Okay, that's bad enough if you're a preacher. You should know better. I mean, come on. But not only that, if you know the FBI symbolism to boy love and girl love and all that stuff, again, you can look it up. This voodoo donut sign has that right in the middle of their neon sign and he's standing next to it. Either he's really stupid or he likes that sign. It's, and so that's what I had pointed out yesterday on my Instagram page. And then I got the comment, why do you do this? And that's why I do this for the children. I have done this the entire time for the children. I have lost all my friends for the children. I don't care. I will talk about abortion. I, I will I'll do anything for the unborn. Cause they can't speak yet. They deserve a voice because they ha- they are alive human beings and they're getting murdered in the womb by women that are uneducated about what's about to happen to their own child. And now they're getting away with killing them when they're out of the womb. That's murder. How is this not murder? It's just insanity. And I will not st- sit by while we're in this craziest time that I have ever been alive and stay silent. I just cannot. I will not. It's, God did not put it in me. He did not. And so once I woke up to seeing franklin graham there and like and then fiona barnett on his twitter was like how dare you your dad did what what i posted at the beginning of this episode to me and now you're posting this after these articles are coming out over there and he deletes it no comments just delete and then when this coronavirus happens he's over here with the preacher of that church calvary that i went to shutting down a whole indian territory And let's not talk about what's happening with those girls right now. I mean, that's a podcast on its own. So what are they doing over there? I just, I have no faith, no trust in these people right now. And I just hope that people wake up to it. You know, like, why are we idolizing these people that are, are doing things against God? These are wolves in sheep's clothing, in my opinion. You cannot just put yourself on a Christian pedestal. Hi, I'm a Christian and then do nothing Christian. To be a Christian is to love your neighbor. These are the two commandments Jesus gave us. Love God with all your heart, mind, body, soul. So right there, if you do that, then you're not going to do evil towards anybody or anything. But to love your neighbor like yourself. Those are two things. Two, take away the 10 and try to do the two. You know what i mean the world would change it would be a different place and i truly truly believe it will be and i believe we are we have been so blinded by love for these preachers and these bands and these football stadiums i always laugh when i watch football because these people get nuts over their team could we imagine that for jesus for god wow could you imagine it'd be such a different place So back to that need to breathe real quick, because this was huge and eye opening for me. And this is actually when I started speaking out on a YouTube channel. I was like waking up to the Christian agenda because, you know, I woke up to the Catholic and the Pope thing. And, you know, the stuff's coming about Mother Teresa. I have no idea. But here's the rumor, the quote unquote conspiracy that I will not do a podcast about because I haven't researched it. And I don't know. But I have seen some rumors going around that supposedly she is Fauci's mother. And she teamed up with Hillary Clinton to open up a home orphanage here in the United States. And that's where they trafficked many, many, many children for many, many years. And then it got closed down in 2012. And now they're investigating that place. I again, have not researched that I just saw that yesterday, I shared it And that was another reason this person reached out like you shouldn't be talking about Mother Teresa and uh, Graham like that. And I'm like, well, you know, let the let the truth be told. And if it's not true, then it's not true. But I do believe 100 percent Fiona Barnett's testimony. And she, she she's not the only one. She's wrote a book and it's free online. I believe it's called Eyes Wide Open instead of wide shut, wide open. And, um, it's free so people can learn and read this stuff. I'm finding they just don't want to, because it's a really hard thing to, to learn about. I honestly, now that I have a little two year old again, cause my child, I have a 14 and a two year old, I, I can't handle the kid's stuff right now. Like I look at my baby and I'm like, how could anybody do this to a baby? I, it blows my freaking mind. I just don't get it. Um, so again, you know, I'm in this war that we're in. It's a spiritual war and you know we have two sides good and evil you know there's so many things i have to fix in my personal life that that god and i are working on together but the big picture of all this is it's a spiritual war and you're either on god's side or which is good or you're on the dark and it's like pick a side guys pick a side and if you've done evil acts to children you should be exposed I basically have this motto now, if you're famous or pushed in the public in any way whatsoever, you have probably sold out in one way or another um, by doing something that's pretty incomprehensible. Um, the, I'm going to end this real quick with the need to breathe thing because that was huge for me. I mean, that's kind of what got me down this whole religious rabbit hole um, was – that song, the cages song. And then I looked at their cover and it's the, tri- the triangle Luminati symbol. And then I started researching it. And one of the biggest things they do to these people, especially men, is they like to demasculate them. If they want to be famous, they used to start out with just the black guys, but now it's all the guys. So they would make them wear a dress, right? If you look back, you can Google any famous cause be all of them. There's a time where they're wearing a dress and they're dressed like a woman. And it was like, another symbol basically to each other that they're for lack of a better word the Illuminati's bitches and so um need to breathe they not only all wore dresses but they did it real cute guess what day they did it on halloween guess what show they did it on conan o'brien so he introduces need to breathe as a bunch of chicks and it's just ridiculous and You know, they sold their soul. And it's so funny because maybe they gave it back to God. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. They have a cute little story about being a preacher's son and all that. But a lot of of their music had had turned dark over the years. And I wanted for my birthday this year, I got tickets to go to their concert. And I prayed about it because I haven't really been to a concert. Oh my God, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And they didn't come. They ended up not coming. So I was like, well, I guess it's not meant to be. I find that interesting um, that 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 happened. Because this this state is the only state they didn't show up to. this The only show. So anyways, I'm going to end this with a little verse from Luke 17.1. And this is straight from Jesus's mouth to his disciples. So he was teaching these 12 guys so they could go out and be apostles, which are teachers, disciples, are students. So right now... Jesus says to his students, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better off for them to throw be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. So, um, you know, I forgiveness is key here. Like we can't walk around hating people. This is for God to do the judging. It's for God to um, increase our knowledge. It's for God. We we can't live in anger. We can't live in hate. We can't live in fear. So, Lord, I just pray all those things. Lord, we forgive Billy Graham, if you, if he has asked for forgiveness and you forgive him, I forgive him. And let the children forgive him. Let Fiona, who's still alive, forgive him because this sin is against her. And just let these people be listened to that have these testimonies. Don't let them be denied because the love for the predator is more than the victim. Let Let these victims be heard and let them become mighty survivors that change this world and wake up the world. And I thank you so much for the children, Lord, protect the babies, protect the babies that are chained in slavery, protect our children, that those listening, keep a hedge of protection around our family during these tough times, Lord. And we are excited to see what you're going to do, not just in America, but across the world to show heaven on earth, to show your kingdom that's coming here on earth before Jesus is coming. And again, in my opinion, I love you, Lord, in Jesus name.